Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. The whole time that Andrew blessed us with that song straight from the throne room, the scripture was going through my mind. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God, Yahweh, and joint heirs with Yeshua the Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we, with him. You got that? With him. Don't do it by ourselves. We didn't have a hurricane hit us by ourselves. If we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy, not worthy, not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. beyond that. I don't need to. Now, the glory that is revealed in us now. We suffer with him. We glory him. Get your mindset off of the by and by. We are so, I mean, it's now. We are the sons of Yahweh now. And it is now that he is revealing in us. Join heirs, heirs with him. We're stepping into that glory. Step in. Make a physical gesture. Step in to that glory, that new glory. From glory to glory to glory. He is calling you to that place today. Amen. So David arose early in the morning and left the flock with a keeper and took the supplies and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the circle of the camp while the army was going out into battle array, shouting their war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up in battle array, army against army. Then David left his baggage in the care of the baggage keeper and ran to the battle line and entered in order to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine from Gath named Goliath, was coming up from the army of the Philistines, and he spoke these same words, and David heard them. When all the men of Israel saw the man, they fled from him and were greatly afraid. The men of Israel said, have you seen this man who is coming up? Surely he is coming up to defy Israel. And it will be that the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches and give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him saying, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God? The people answered him in a in accord with one with this word saying thus it will be done for the man who kills him now Eliab his oldest brother heard when he spoke to the men 
and his anger burned against David. And he said, why have you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know you're in your insolence and this wicked and the wickedness of your heart for you have come down in order to see the battle but David said what have I done now what it was it not just a question then he turned away from his from him to another and said the same thing and the people answered the same thing as before When the words which David spoke were heard, they told them to Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail on account of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Then Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth while he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and I attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and I struck him and I killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. It's what's running through my head when I hear more than words, more than good ideas. I found your love in the open fields. It's what's running through my head when when Andrew starts to speak about going through the fire and going through the rain, but I count it as joy. It's, (laughs) there's, I think that a lot of times it's difficult to go into the, the worship mode, to just sit here a while, to just listen to the music and, and offer yourself. To me, it's, a like, it's, it's like a field. And I just feel like we've been in a field for such a long season. And there's bears and there's lions that come up and it's, it's like, it seems as though it's a testing. It seems as though it's a testing. It seems like, okay, we're being tested, we're being tested, but in the field, I don't believe there's testing. I just believe there's glory, there's goodness. And he was with David in the time that he fought the bear. I love how David tells what he did, but then tells how he did it. And what is it in this field of worship, in this field that we just focus on the one thing that he is setting this people up for? What confidence is being built within us? What power, what authority, what do we face? But David never saw the thing with Goliath as what can I do to reap my reward? He said, listen, anything that comes against me and comes against my family and comes against this house might as well just be facing Yahweh, not me. I'll be the servant that steps up. I'll step up to the plate, but I'm not here for the glory. I'm here for his glory. And Yahweh sends people like that. He's equipped them in the field. 
But if you're sitting here trying to face everything as a battle and I have to look at everything, I have to fight this lion, I gotta fight this bear, I gotta get through this, I gotta get through that in hopes that one day there will be glory, you've missed it completely. Because in the field, it doesn't feel like testing, it feels like glory. He's with you, he's with us. And it's, I, I love this man right here so much. <laughs> but I, but like when he, when he started to sing, I'll be honest with you, I reached for my course sheet. I was like, okay, we're going into a song. <laughs> the beautiful thing about the secret place is it's secret. <laughs> but in a moment, Yahweh releases something from your mouth. It's a word that became his word. We say we're tested by our words. I don't believe we have to be tested by our words unless they're our words. Because when they become his word, when it says you are tested by his word is actually what the Bible says. And so when you walk in communion with him, I'm telling you, a lot of people say, well, Yahweh's testing you. He's testing you in this time. You've walked through, you passed the test, you passed. I'm sorry, but for me, my test feels a whole lot like walking. It feels like communion. I can't explain it. I can't say that it's not difficult, but I just, I, there is a joy unspeakable, full of glory. There is peace that passes understanding. There is something that's alive in me that was not alive in me before. And I knew the principle, but it comes from the field. It comes from the faithful ones in the field. It comes from the ones that don't see everything as the test, but see it as the opportunity. What is he preparing this people for? Does it matter? One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That's my heart. And through that, I know everything else is handled. Because I count those things. I count the things that I go through as joy. I, I, I see that as just an add-on to what Yahweh's doing in my life. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I can just be right here, right now. It's this, this, this generational thing, this, this mindset that we're shifting into, this thing of righteousness has allowed me to be right here, right now. Not what does tomorrow look like? Where is this people going? Man, I, I, I hate that mentality because we are where we are, the field. It's where he designed us, it's where we were meant to be. And if you are truly, truly after the one thing, I'm telling you, every wilderness in your life looks like a promised land. It's not, it's not a, it has nothing to do with this idea of, of like, well, you know, we're gonna create a, just this, overcome our mind and create a fictional world around us so that it looks beautiful and we're just, yep, it's good. I don't see that. No, 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 no. The trees aren't that bad. Like, you know, this, it's not about that. It's genuinely, genuinely, genuinely walking in the idea that blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law does he meditate day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, whose leaves shall not ever wither. It brings forth fruit in every season and everything he does will prosper. So many of us 
will rejoice at that scripture and miss what it says. Blessed is the man who walks not in, who stands not in, who sits not in, in every aspect of his life, pulls himself back to righteousness. Remember, righteousness is not a religion. It is a path. It is a path. And most of it's created by this gate. From this gate to this gate. And the processing plant that is the heart. We're walking into days of authority where everything that we do does prosper. But it only comes for those that don't lend their ear or their mind or their heart to what the world sees. They see, man... I heard, uh, I, I, I know they had, they had Carolina Revival this past weekend and I, Trisha just asked me if I, if I had listened to it. I didn't get to listen to it, but I attempted to and I pressed it and the first person I heard speak was a, a, man, named by the, uh, a man by the name of Mark Castro. And uh, Casto, sorry, not Castro, Casto. He's a son of, uh, of Damon's and he's uh, recently kind of been sent out of that place, but he, um, he, he had this word and he was talking about Abraham and Lot. And he was talking about how Abraham, through his communion with Yahweh and his relationship, save Lot. Lot is starting to experience some great things in his own life. And it comes a point where there's some trouble in the camp. And, and uh, Abraham says, I think we better go our separate ways. But this was Abraham's response. And this is the powerful thing that I'm seeing. Abraham says, Lot, you choose, buddy. You go for it. You choose. If you go right, I'll go left. If you go left, I'll go right. And Lot, it says he chose a land that was equal to the garden, the, the garden of Eden. It was lush and beautiful, which means Abraham took his, 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 his people, his animals, everything, and he went into the wilderness. But the, the thought process in that and the whole point of it is that Abraham was not worried about what he chose on the outside, whether it be the beautiful land or it be the wilderness. Either one, everywhere my foot steps will become the garden and I see glory in it. So I'm, I'm walking in a day today where Yahweh's showing me these little things, the little things, being faithful over the little things, being faithful over my words, being thankful, uh, faithful over what I let process through my body and staying on a righteous path. And through that in little ways, today I'm starting to see the fruit I'm starting to bear the fruit and it comes in the form of joy and it comes in the form of of even even financial things changing in my life that not based on anything changing other than the way that I see stuff and the way I process things and not lending these ears to the ungodly. Blessed is the man who sits not in, I'm sorry, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Because what, you, what happens is now you start to feed on the righteousness. Those things that used to be like, you know what, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk and, you know, Jeff's going to talk to me about, about Ben a little bit. Let's, let's just, this is good. Let's, let's, yeah, yeah, I know. That drives me crazy too. I don't, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Or I come over here and I sit next to my wife and we sit over here at our dinner table and we say, you know what? This sucks. 
The, the, the land doesn't look like it used to and, the, and, our, and our house is broken and, and things aren't happening like we think we, they should. But instead, I, I'm in a place in my life where that does not feed me at all. I'm disgusted by the mere thought of those talks. I don't like it because, because I've started to feel the glory rise up in me and be happy in the righteousness. And it says, it says that, uh, it says that, that, he, that he, he delights himself in the law of Yahweh. He delights himself in the path that Yahweh leads him on and keeps him in the path of righteousness. It's a highway of holiness. And most people don't want, they, they want to live in the glory and they, they, it's okay to shift into the one thing. It's a, it's a, it was a difficult transition from going from this faithfulness and just being able to t- be told what to do and the principle based and then going into the one thing. And now we're here in the one thing and, 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 and I don't want to, you know, like let's not talk about what's supposed to come out of this. Let's not talk about Isaiah 11 where the child sticks his hand in the serpent's nest and is not bitten. Let's not talk about the lion and the lamb laying down together. Let's not talk about how, how the earth is supposed to respond to the image bearers. Let's not talk about, about that we were, that we were, we were, uh, that we're co-resurrected with Christ and talk about it's really Christ in us, the hope of glory, because that, get, that negates all my excuses. No longer can you live. You, you can't live in that world. You can't live in that negative world. You cannot do that because you can't then say with the same mouth, Christ in me, the hope of glory. You can't do that. The earth responds to the image of Christ. The earth responds to seeing him within you in unveiling of the sons. So it puts this, this righteous requirement on us. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the, seat of the scornful, for his delight is in the law of Yahweh that he puts on my heart. And in that law, I meditate day and night, night and day. That's what feeds my soul. That's what feeds my heart. He will be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of living water who brings forth fruit in every season. You start to come off of this back and forth and back and forth and exhausting back and forth and back and forth. And man, I, I, I feel glory today and I feel horrible today, the next day. I feel, I feel like I have all the purpose and all the anointing and everything that I could ever need right here. And then I step back into this, man, everything is horrible. This is difficult. Man, I, Yahweh show up in this time. Those that plant themselves next to the river that never runs dry, that constantly flows, and they're not looking for something to fall to make them grow, but they're planted next to an ongoing, everlasting river. They start to produce fruit in every season, not just in a season. Man, why is this people prospering? Why are these people? I don't get this. I, I I don't get it, man. It's because they've chosen to plant themselves, root themselves, and not go searching for water. 
not go out in the search of revelation to find where might there be the next stream that I can get next to? Where might the next glory be? He brought us to a river so that we could root ourselves down in and never have to worry about finding the water again. If you can see what I'm saying to you prophetically, see Yahweh's given me the little things, right? To be faithful over the little things. And I'm, but here's what he also does. He's given me prophetic vision to see the greater things. It makes me even more faithful over the little things. <laughs> Who brings forth fruit in every season, whose leaf shall never wither. And everything that he or she does shall prosper. I, I, I say these things because I'm... I. It's not an inspirational quote. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, this is not, this isn't a, a, a meme that you found on the internet. <laughs> People make them into that, but it's not, it's not just something someone said. This is holy revelation. This is the intent of our lives. This is what, what it's meant to be like. This is what it's meant to feel like. It's what happens when a family chooses to root themselves to the source together. He shows up and there's a presence that transforms lives, transforms the way we see things. I'm just challenged today to not just, not to deliver some word not to just move on because I tried that and I got tested by my word <laughs> but it sometimes uh, I think about the, the scripture in Daniel that says though it were true it was yet for an appointed time Sometimes Yahweh shows you things in your secret place that you have to be faithful to cultivate and walk. And you have to just walk that thing out. And that's why it says that you must delight yourself in the Lord, in His law. Like you gotta come to love and eat of that. Like that has to be the thing that feeds you and grows you and, and, and makes you who you are. Because what, what, I was, what I was disgusted with myself a couple weeks ago about was not necessarily the word. The word was good. And people have come back and like, I don't know what you're worried about. I listened to the podcast. It was great. And I'm, but I'm not worried about necessarily the on, because I know Holy Spirit will be faithful to deliver whatever needs to be delivered and get to people however it needs to get to. But what I'm, what I'm about, what success is to me is it's not about the words I say, it's about the presence I carry. It's about the, the, the presence in this room. It's about from glory to glory. So I'm, I don't, when people come up to me, they're like, that's a great word, brother. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm a man and I, and I, I put a lot into this and I love, you know, that it, that it, I, I'm not saying that that's bad, but what, what really, really ignites me is to hear 
Andrew start to share out of his secret place and it start to transform lives in here and people start get to, they get that fire and my mom starts speaking a word that just changes things. And I, I feel, I feel things off of my notes and just in the presence that Yahweh says, speak about this, look into this, and we can just flow together as a family. And the thing is, is that it should be this way when we step into a new glory. Forfeiting the rules of the old glory. <laughs> Leaving what got you here as Noah had to do. Rules change. It's why we can't go off of doctrine in this day. It's why it's why I'm not gonna get up here and just tell you that this is the, here's the blueprint other than one thing. Because in a day that, that faithfulness overrode anything in your life, well, tell me what to do. I'm gonna do it. And I'm, I see authority being granted from that. I see, I see, man, I, I work, I do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to be faithful. Even when it doesn't make sense, I'm going to be faithful. And I'm, you know, I'm doing whatever I want, but still I, I'm coming in and I can be faithful and I'm just going to be washed by that. I, I'm good. And, and it starts to work and things are principally based. It's going, it's working. It's a great, amazing glory. It ta it's teaching me things or it taught me some things. But when Yahweh steps in and he says, now that same authority is gonna grow. And in order for that authority to grow, I need you to gain that access. A new gate is opening up and it's called communion. It's how I intended it to be. I had people planted in the earth to teach you about it, but now I desire to walk with you in it. And out of that communion, all of a sudden you start to walk in authority. Bill Johnson says this, it's pretty funny, but it's, it's really true. He says that he has people come in and they, they're, you know, they, they need to counsel with him and they say, uh, you know, what, what, uh, what, you know, I, I don't know what the will of Yahweh is, is for my life. He said, okay, well, heal the sick, raise the dead, wash the leper, cleanse the leper. Dude, you didn't, uh, what I mean is, you know, I don't know if I want to be single still or if I want to be married. He said, what do you want to do? I think I want to be married. Get, mar get married and then heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. No, man, listen, I, I understand there's a, that faith thing. You're right. It's good. It's good. It's a glory. Hallelujah. I'm in that too. I'm, I, but, but, let, but let me just, let me tell you, like, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be in the ministry or if I'm supposed to get some, do something else. Well, first off, you're all called to the ministry, but, but if you're talking about that as your job, what do you wanna do? Well, I, I, think I, wanna, I think I wanna be in the ministry. Be in the ministry, and while you're in the ministry, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the leper. But we, we run, I believe, we step away, we try to, uh, we try to avoid and block and, and you get away from this idea of that there's a responsibility. It's not words, man, not to me. I'm passionate about this thing because it's alive in me. I'm passionate about this thing because it's real to me. I'm passionate about this thing because I want it to be real and alive to my, to my boys and to my girl. 
I'm passionate about this thing because my relationship with my wife is ever increasing. I'm passionate about this thing because I am, I'm accessing joy and authority in this land that I never felt before and didn't really, I knew about it. But I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Eva and I met when we were in our high school years and, and, and at that moment and when we met, she had really no authority to act on my behalf. She didn't. She, you know, she, someone come up to, to, to her that knows me and doesn't really know her and she said, hey, Mark said to do this. I don't know who you are. But because a spirit drew us together and made us one, and that we, we allowed love and communion to, to generate a relationship. Now she, has, she can walk as me in this earth. She, she, she has the same access to things that I have are just as much hers and vice versa. Unless it's a, a chocolate brownie or something like that, then rules change a little bit. But, but, but it, you know, she, she has the authority to sign my checks. I have the authority to sign her checks. It's the same thing. Probably if she comes into this room during the week and tells somebody that Mark wants you to do this or I want you to do this, they probably will respond better if she says it than even I do. That's not true, but I'm just saying that she, she has an authority to represent because of this communion, because of this relationship, because of this joining. So why would it be any different if we're walking with Yeshua day and night and night and day, if we delight ourselves in the law of Yahweh night and day and day and night, why would it be any different that he wouldn't say, here's the keys, son. Here's the keys. Walk it out. See what authority looks like in this earth. But when you get done doing what you're doing, when you go out for the day, I want to see you right back here. Noah, when you get through and you get to a new land and everything looks like, I want you to build an altar, son. There's a scripture in the Psalms that says, even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a place to raise her nest, to, to, to plant her nest and raise her young next to the altar of the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? So, so I'm passionate about this thing. I say stuff about worship. I get, because I'm raising my nest, man. I've got, I've got kids in here. We're all children of Yahweh. Like we're joint heirs with Christ. And I just want us as a people in a, in a presence like this to walk in the authority that we're granted access to by way of walking in the field and saying one thing have I desired of the Lord. It's not difficult. It's not complicated. People make it complicated and difficult because they get tired of the one thing. Because they've fallen out of love with the one thing. So we have to make this thing about this, or we gotta make it about that, or the next latest craze, or this is what the millennials are doing, or this is what the older generation is doing. And Yahweh's saying, man, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You don't need to worry about all of these things. What I put in your life is the one thing. One thing that you have control over is not the world around you until you have government over the world within you. Until you govern this thing within you and you start saying, I'm not allowing access to, to things. Well, I, I guard this heart with everything in me because it's not, it's not out, of the, out of the heart the mouth flows. It, it speaks, it's, it's out of the abundance of the heart. It's out of what you're feeding on that the words start to flow. So when he starts to sing a song like that, it's a holy, 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 holy moment. 
because you're hearing the abundance start to flow and it starts to fill your cup and you become abundant and out of your mouth flows the words of life. <laughs> the Bible says that it's, a, that it's a small gate and a narrow path. When I think of that, I don't think that it's, that it's okay because it's, he makes it difficult. I think it's because he's saying like, look, I'm making this simple for you. If you go after everything under the sun and you try to figure out every aspect of your life and try to, try to tie all the loose ends and figure everything out, then, then you're, this path is just about impossible for you to walk on. But if, if you can see the small gate, if you can just see the small gate, if you can just see the one thing, if you can just see me in this life, if you can just see that I desire you, that I'm coming after you, that I wanna be with you, if you can just see that draw near to me and I'll draw near to you, if you see that, the path starts to become narrow and you're thankful for it. You're starting to be really thankful that I can walk a path that is, is not this complicated, crazy mess. There's beautiful, mysterious, amazing things that he shows you in the secret place. But those are not just the kingdom. The kingdom is one thing have I desired. The kingdom is communion. The point is the garden. The point is walking, not testing. Man, I just, and I just feel this presence this morning. This is a holy moment that we get to be a part of. It's moments like these that I'm, I'm constantly reminded about the purpose of us gathering together. Not that I needed another one, but he founded this. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten that today had I not been rooted with a family, joined to him and seen that come out of him. And I'm thankful, I have a thankful heart because it's granting me access to amazing days. And like I said, I have a small little uh, realm of influence right now, but it's changing my world. The world around me is absolutely changing. I recently had a, a meeting with our accountant and we sat in there and, 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 and talked to him and he was, he was talking about how, man, this thing's amazing. This, this, this storm is amazing, what it's done in my life. And, you know, even to the point that Eva and I were set back a little bit, even though we say some of the same stuff. In fact, we're kind of past even talking much about the storm at all because <clears throat> there's just too much glory. There's too much stuff around us that I don't, I mean, I'm thankful and I love, I got to go back sometimes to that. And just, but, but he, you know, he said, he said, man, there, I was, I was in a situation where I had someone come in who I guess got a new job after the, uh, after the hurricane and he was selling life insurance. And so I said, I was gonna do the whole life insurance thing to help this guy out. That was, I was just gonna help. I was just, you know, gonna help him in his business. And, and they came back to me and they said, hey, we just got your blood work back and I'm sorry, we can't give you life insurance because you have cancer. And, uh, and it set him back, it shocked him. But what happened is that, that perspective he had 
the perspective he had about, man, in a time like this, I'm gonna help another, I'm gonna love another, this is a good thing, I trust that blessings follow me everywhere I go. What happens is, is they, he, he had no idea. They got the cancer and he's completely free of it. But he could be dead right now had they not. And that's his perspective, that's his shift. That's his saying, you know what? I see the good. I don't just, it's not just a, a half, uh, a cup half full, half uh, empty kind of perspective. It's a literal sense of I am seeing, you want something practical? I'm telling you today, this is not some whatever. This is literal, that blessings can follow you everywhere you go. In the fire, in the rain, in the circumstances, you can be asleep on this boat. but it's about the gate that you allow to, to guide your life. It's about this gate that you, what you're speaking. Man, a lot of what I was gonna speak about today, which I guess I kind of did anyways, but it's about this, man. It's about what comes out, what you process here. The first words, you know, the first words that uh, the enemy said in Genesis, Indeed, the Lord said. Indeed, the Lord said. And the choice that Eve took to, to engage with that, to explain that, to reason that, to, to, to just talk about that, led to destruction. Rebecca with Jacob and Esau, when Jacob heard the word that his father said, he heard it and Rebecca comes in and she repeats the same thing back to him. It's important that we don't filter the word of the Lord through anything other than our spirit. Don't go out there and just fire off. Yahweh said this, Yahweh said this, Yahweh said this, Yahweh said this, Yahweh said this. Ask Joseph how that worked. I'm not saying he can't take that path and he keeps us back on this path of righteousness, righteousness, but I'm just saying like, bind up these thoughts that come in your head. Understand that this is, it is the goodness of Yahweh, that he see him as the father. And I said this last week, but as he, as Yeshua, as communion with him starts to happen and he starts to come alive in you, you start to focus on that relationship. You start to focus on the Holy Spirit and you're building yourself up in your holy faith by speaking in tongues and, and walking in communion. When that thing starts to come alive in you, there's no other way to see Yahweh other than a good, good father. You don't see the judge. You see the judge against everything else. David doesn't see a bear as a test. He sees him as an opportunity. Yahweh's growing me. Yahweh's taking me through this, this land because one day I'm, I'm called to inherit a garden. I'm called to change the world around me, but it's never going to happen if I don't first focus on governing the world within me. If I don't first govern the thoughts that come through my mind, if I don't first govern the words that come out of my mouth, if I don't, if I, if I don't decide that I delight in the law of Yahweh and what he's put on my life, if I don't allow government and peace to rule, if I don't allow righteousness to be my beacon. Mercy is not a governing thing. Righteousness is. Mercy is amazing and it's new every morning and it's not that we don't walk in things, but man, I am choosing to walk this path in righteousness, in an upright heart, in a path 
that was set before me. And it's changing my life. It's changing my world. It's what I was designed for. It's what you were designed for. So, so I, I, I hope this encourages you today. And I, and I hope, I hope that this, this will change your perspective a little bit. Not from just the words I'm saying, but the presence that was present here this morning and is present. Walk out of here today with this. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, say that over yourself. Blessed is the man, blessed is the woman. Every time those thoughts come in or someone tries to speak or maybe you've already given something out there that you wish you could get back, I believe there's an, there's an ability to rescind words that you spoke. I believe that you have authority over those words and sometimes you put something out in the atmosphere, you need to go to a person or a situation and say, I'm rescinding what I spoke to you. Because I believe in the power of my words, I believe that they speak life and death and I just choose to speak life because that's what's in me. So just that sitting out there in the atmosphere and I wanna make that right, I rescind what I said. I take that back and I bind it up and I want to sit sit in righteousness and let me tell you now what this is gonna be, life and life more abundantly. Life and life more abundantly. I'm sorry that I released it that way, but let me pull it back and let me just say life and life more abundantly. I wanna see glory in this land like the waters cover the sea. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand with me. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.